Welcome to the History Maker Australia podcast. We would love to start off with a big thank you for choosing to listen to one of our many podcasts that are available. For more info, please visit our website at historymaker.org.au or search History Maker Australia in the iTunes store. Here at History Maker Australia, we're a life-changing family church and we'd love to welcome you to our family. To keep up with all things History Maker, follow us on Facebook and Instagram at historymaker.aust. For anything else, see our website. Now prepare your hearts for the word that God has prepared for us today. Thank you, James. Appreciate it a lot. Good morning, family. It is so good. So good to... um. I was just thinking on my way driving here this morning, I was like, wow, I was saying to Carly, I've, I've been like at History Maker since like day dot, like since the meetings about History Maker before History Maker is History Maker. Um, and today I don't take this lightly, um, but yeah, I really am honored to be able to share with you guys today. I'm really, really stoked. So keen, really keen. Um, hands up if you were at our youth car wash fundraiser yesterday. You guys are legends. Caleb's got two hands up. Um, thank you all for those that came out. Um, as you're aware, we've got youth camp coming up and um, to try to raise funds so we can um, bring registration costs down and help people uh, to get their young people there. We've done a, a car wash fundraiser yesterday. So we were like cranking tunes. We had like signs with sketchy handwriting on it being like car wash fundraiser. And we're like on the side of the road just fist pumping and yeah, it was good. I think the cops turned the sirens on for a bit at us. We had a big truck almost try to pull in, and we were like, no, we don't want to wash that. But all together, um, we raised over $430. Um, so it's great. Really stoked. And um, we're going to be selling some snossages after, so feel free to grab them to help us get more people to youth camp. Um, this morning, um, I'm really excited to share. Have you guys ever... I guess, been somewhere, would you say, but you're not there? Like, you're physically there. Your body's there, uh, but your mind is not there. Can anyone agree with me? Yeah, it's like, I don't know, it's just this thing that we struggle with as humans. And for me, I find my mind's either in two places, okay? It's it's, It's either in two places. I'm in the past, where I'm either reliving all these things that's happened in the past or all these rad things that God did in my life or I'm looking back with regret and I'm looking back with like, oh, that was a bad decision. So that's, that's one place where we can be. Can everyone agree with that? We can be in the past. Two steps, I skipped the present. Um, or we can be in the future and we're so looking forward to what God's going to do or we're so anxious for what's coming up and we're sort of scared because we don't know what's happening. Can anyone agree with that? I find, as humans, we fail to be present, Uh, we fail to be now, we fail to be in the moment, and especially as Christians, we often fail to miss God in the moment, right here and right now, this morning. Uh, We can often be reliving or looking back with regret or looking forward to future with excitement or with anxiety, and we fail to be present. And... You know, a little while ago, uh, this, is, this is something that I really struggled with. I failed to be present. I failed to experience God in the moment. And um, one day, it was a Friday afternoon, I was driving to youth, and um, I'm on my way to youth, and I was a little bit frustrated. I had a whole bunch of stuff going on, and I'm driving, and it's like sort of raining, and I was just like, 
frustrated and I was like, okay, I've got to get my mind ready. I'm speaking at youth. I've got to, yep, okay, let's, let's get that. Let's get that going. And I was like, ah, I couldn't. I couldn't like just ground myself. Um, and then I was like squeezing the wheel and then God just spoke to me in an instant. And he just spoke to me and he said some simple words, um, which I'm going to share with you. And from that day on, something shifted in my spirit. And no longer do I look at myself the same, and no longer do I look at God the same, um, but my perspective has shifted. And um, I believe God wants to do the same for you today, because when you get a hold of this, no longer will you be looking back at the past with regret, or looking back as, that's when God moved, those were the holy days. Or no longer will you just be waiting for that fulfillment of that prophecy. Or no longer will you be full of anxiety. But you will be able to experience God and his fullness and his love um, right now. Is anybody keen for that? Yeah, Yeah? cool. That's good. So how do you do this? Great question. Thanks for asking. How, how How do you experience God in the moment? Well, last week I was speaking at Kids Church. And I sat the boys down, and George sat the girls down. You did a good job, George. Um, so I sat down with the boys, and I explained to them that a scripture can be like a gift. It's given to us, and we look at it, and we analyze it from the outside. Not that useful, but often we need to unpack it. So today, uh, we're going to be unpacking a scripture. Um, if everyone could turn with me to John 11, verse 20. John 11, verse 20. This is the scripture we're going to be unpacking today because I believe God's got some gifts for us. It's going to be good. So John 11, verse 20. If everyone's turned there, scrolled there, opened their Bible apps to there, I'm just going to read through it quickly. Now, when Martha heard... Okay, first things first. Who's Martha? This is Lazarus's sister. Who's Lazarus? One of Jesus' good friends. Okay, verse 20. When Martha heard that Jesus was coming, she went out to meet him. But Mary stayed at home. Mary was the mom. Lord, Martha said to Jesus, if you had been here, my brother would not have died, would not have passed away. Now, we could just scroll down uh, to get to verse 33. Verse 33. When Mary reached the place where Jesus was and saw him, she fell at his feet and said, Lord, if you had been here, my brother would not have died. When Jesus saw her weeping and the Jews who had come along with her also weeping, he was deeply moved in spirit and troubled. Where have you laid him, he asked. Come and see, Lord, they replied. And verse 35 These two powerful words. Jesus wept. I like things simple and I like things short. Um, And these are the two words we're going to be unpacking today. Jesus wept. And the depth and the emphasis that it means and has for you this morning is phenomenal. And it's going to change your perspective. So let's just pray first. Hey, let's pray. God, we thank you for who you are. I thank you, Lord, that you love us, you love us, you love us. And God, I ask that uh, our perspectives and our view of your love uh, would become more clearer for what they actually are this morning. So Holy Spirit, speak through me. I ask you to touch hearts and minds this morning. And I thank you for the rain that it's going to stop and we're going to have amazing surf tomorrow. And we all said, Amen. amen. Awesome, awesome. So who here, 
Who likes The Lion King? Who likes the movie The Lion King? Yep, yep, they need to bring out a nut. Oh, they have, but they're not as good. Finding Dory. I'm so keen for Finding Dory tomorrow. Lion King. Okay, when I was growing up, I'm going to be pretty real with you guys. I'm going to be pretty vulnerable. Um, when I was growing up, every time I used to watch The Lion King, I would cry. Like, seriously, I would cry. Um, I'm a man. I'm not afraid to cry. Carly knows all about it. Um, <laughs> when I was growing up, I loved watching The Lion King. And, um, but I would always cry at that moment, you know, where Simba is down and that sort of trench thing and it's like dry, flaky bits of dust and he's practicing his little, Rah! that was a bad impersonation, but he's practicing his little roar and, um, sorry, I get a bit emotional. No. And you know what goes on and then like, Mufasa tries to come and save him and all this stuff. And one time I was, oh, here we go, vulnerability levels. Woo! One time I was at a friend's house down the road. I was about five at the time. Um, <laughs> and I was watching The Lion King. So I've shared this with some of, our, some of the youth leaders at a retreat we had the other weekend. So I'm sitting there on his dad's couch watching The Lion King. Now, if I'm engaged in something, if I'm, I'm engaged fully, and um, my bowels were also engaged at that time, fully, like full to capacity. So I'm sitting there. <laughs> yes, this happened, Mother May. So I'm sitting there watching The Lion King. And I'm like, oh, this is good. Like, I know where this is going to go. But I'm like, oh, I love this movie. But I really, really, um, I needed to pee. We all pee. It's human. I'm just going to talk about it. I needed to pee. So I'm like sitting there. And my friend's like, I'm going to go get a drink. So I'm like, sweet. What do I do? What do I do? So engaged in the movie. I grabbed a pillow. I'm five at this time, okay? Don't judge me. I grabbed a pillow, and I just, like, peed. I just peed into it. I'm sorry for all you couch owners out there giving me bad looks. So I just peed, and I was like, oh, because I was just too nervous, and I was five, and oh, anyway. So I'm like, shh, and I was like, oh, I'm good now. I'm relieved. You right there, Ruth? You right? Ruth needs a pillow. Someone grab I'm joking. I'm joking. So I sat there, um, and I peed into this pillow. And then um, I finally built up the courage to bail from the house. And I put the pillow over the wet patch and just, just galloped all the way up to my house. Six years later, I'm back in New Zealand. I fully forget that the dad of my friend owns a local surf shop. Now, me and dad... Shopping in the shop, cruising along. I make eye contact with this guy, and it was a different eye contact I've ever, than I've ever had before. And he's talking with Dad, and he goes, you're the kid that peed on my couch. <laughs> I can't remember what I did from there. The rest is a blur. Um, haven't been back to that surf shop since. Anyway, what I'm trying to say is, for me, I love the movie The Lion King, but I always cry, but... The more I watched it, the less I'd cry. Why? Because I knew how the story worked out. Now, now, if I was to, now, now, if I was to sit and watch the movie, say, with my younger niece or nephew who hasn't seen before, hopefully if they're as emotional as I am, they would probably be building up the tears when it gets to the Mufasa point and Scar's doing the big flick and he falls over. Um, but for me, I could sit now, hopefully, <laughs> and watch the movie um, from a relaxed position, and it would be okay because I know how the movie works out. 
Do you get what I'm saying? I know how the story goes, so I don't need to stress. I don't need to freak out. Meanwhile, my little niece or nephew is like, Mufasa, resting. Anyway, so they're freaking out. But I'm like, it's all good. I know how it works out. It works out for good. Simba's the man. And what I'm trying to say here this morning is who here believes that God knows your story? God knows the movie of your life. He knows the past. He knows your present. And he also knows what's coming up in the future. Now, God sits from a position of peace. Hey, boys. Um, God sits from a position of peace because he knows the movie of your life. He knows your story, and he knows how it's going to work out. And here we are, little freaking out, crying, whatever, and God's like, it's all good. It's all good. Why? Because he knows that your story works out for good, and that's a promise that we can claim. Amen? Now, the, this example of this is what we see in John 11. John 11, the story that I was just unpacking earlier. So let's just think about it for a second. Here's the family of Lazarus, Mary and Martha, um, his girls, his mom, his sister, and Lazarus is, is getting sick. So with all that they know how to do, they reach out to Jesus. So all their hope, was put in him, and they sent a letter to him, and it said, Lord, the one you love is sick. Let's just stop there for a second. Someone's really sick in your family, and you've got to send a thing to Jesus. I, I couldn't be more vague, but it, it, it actually does make sense. They said, Lord, the one you love is sick. Let's just stop for a second. If I had to write a letter to God for the one that I love because she was sick, and she was passing away, it would go something along the lines of like, I'd probably get into the resume here. Um, God, hey, hey, God, um, Carly is sick. Um, I don't know if you remember, this is Carly, like the one that you made more beautiful than every other girl. Her eyes are amazing. She can cook amazing Mexican food. I mean, she's so kind. This is Carly. Like, she's so, Carly, this is Carly. She's so talented. Like, she's sick. You need to come and rescue her. Um, but instead, I'm just saying that's how I'll do it. That's how I'll do it. But instead, they just sent a simple text message saying, Lord, the one you love is sick. Now, why? It's because they believed what would move God was his love for Lazarus, not Lazarus's love for him. And this made me realize and just regain focus that for quite a while, I feel I've been living with the focus of the gospel completely wrong. It's not about my love for God. It's about God's extravagant love for me. And for so long, I've often been living as if John 3.16 said, for I so loved the world, or for I so loved God, or for we so, so loved and wanted to praise God. But no, 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 no. John 3.16 is for God so loved us. And um, I've been so busy about my love that I've missed the whole reason for our existence, which is his love, hey? So that's just helped me regain focus. So back to the story, back to the story. John 11. So Jesus gets this text message right. And it says, Lord, the one you love is sick. Now, as most good friends today, uh, he, he read the text message, and then the other person on the other side just came up as seen. No reply. <laughs> I love you, Joel. I love you, Joel. So he, he didn't send a message back. I, I do love you, Joel. Just working on our text messages. Um, 
But it took Jesus four days to get to the spot where Lazarus was. Now, there is like crazy revelation in this four days. Why did it take four days? Because the common belief of the Jews at that time was that the soul remained. When someone passed away, their soul remained for three days. Um, So there was possible hope of them coming back or whatever. But he purposely took four days to get there to just defy every belief and every common view at the time that he's still going to bring them back. So this is, there's so much revelation just right there. So you can imagine it. He rocks up, okay? Here's these people. They've sent this text message to Jesus. They want him to come and heal Lazarus. And, and everyone's there, and Lazarus has passed away. He's been dead for four days. So everyone's there, and they would just be mourning and absolutely wrecked. Now, Jesus and his righteous squad rock up, probably white robes, ladder on. They rock up going over to Lazarus's funeral. And you can just imagine it. The silence would have just hit. Would have been like quiet enough to hear a silent fart. <laughs> anyway, so it would have just hit, just absolutely silent. And there would have been probably like little smirks here and there like, isn't that Jesus? Isn't that the guy that, that we'd sent the message for to come and heal Lazarus? Like, there, I can imagine some friends would have been absolutely angry at him. Like, that is the guy. He's four days late. What is going on? So you can imagine it, all right? Now, Jesus walks up to the mother and the sister. Now, he knows, as I know how the Lion King works out, He knows he's going to bring him back. He knows it's all going to work out. So he could have rocked up like this. Hey, 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 Mary, Martha, it's all good. Just stop. Like, stop. Stop crying. I'm going to heal him. Like, everyone just pull your stuff together. Like, can we just, like, stop the the sad music? Just everyone stop. I'm going to heal Lazarus. Where is he? Bring him up. He could have just brought him up. But what that would have showed are no empathy, are no care uh, for their current situation. But as we see, if everyone could look in their Bibles, please, to John 11, verse 35. John 11, verse 35. He has so much love and so much compassion for this world that he takes the time to stop and cry with them. John 11, verse 35 is powerful. These two words, it says, Jesus wept. Jesus wept. And this changes everything and shows so much about his character. Because who here knows that nothing God does is meaningless? Nothing God does with, is without purpose. In his iTunes, he doesn't have Justin Bieber's song, Is It Too Late Now to Say Sorry? Because he doesn't need to say sorry. Uh, the word oops doesn't exist in his vocabulary because he doesn't make mistakes. And he definitely doesn't fake tears. Because God, by definition, is purposeful at all times. Purposeful at all times. There's no mistakes whatsoever. And his love is always now. His love is always right now. And right there in that moment, you see it. I mean, he knows he's about to change the whole situation just like that. Everyone would be rejoicing. Everyone would be shocked. Everyone would be worshiping him. He knows that's about to come, um, but he comes in with such character and such empathy for their current state. 
Now, who here has ever lost someone or had to say a hard goodbye to someone? We've, we've, all, we've all been through that, um, and it sucks. It does. And some of you may know um, the charity uh, Team Adam. Does anyone know the charity Team Adam? Um, it's founded by an amazing man named Adam Crosby, uh, who passed away at the age of, of 19 from leukemia. And um, I went to school with Adam, and I played rugby with Adam, and we were tight, and he, he's a rad guy. And um, I remember when I, when I found out that he passed away, I was, I was driving along, and yeah, I was on my phone. Anyway, I saw something, and I just had to pull over straight away. Um, and I just broke down crying, and I was like, this is horrible. It is. And there's a lot of pain. And when you lose someone close to you, it hurts. Even though you're only separated temporarily because you know you're going to see them in heaven, it's deep, it's real, and there's a lot of pain. Can we agree? And um, people can say things to you like, oh, you're going to see them in heaven. And you're like, yeah, well, that doesn't ease my current state. I'm still hurting a lot. And what I'm trying to say here is Jesus could have done that because he was going to completely flip their emotions to be rejoicing with joy. Um, but he takes the time to stop and cry with them. Such empathy, such care. He rocks up and he feels their pain. And this morning, I want to let you know that his love for you is the same as his love for Lazarus. It's present. It's now. He's not rocking up into your life and be like, whoa, all this stuff you got going on, these addictions, sort your stuff out before I can even look at you. No, 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 no. He meets you in your situation. He meets me in my situation, which just blows my mind. Um, his love is present. His love is now. He'll heal you now. He'll minister to you now. He'll stop with you now. He'll rejoice with you now. He'll care for you now, and he'll listen to you now. Um, and just the second scripture we're going to turn to, of only two today, is 1 Corinthians 13.4. 1 Corinthians 13.4. This describes the absolute craziness of God's love. Can everybody say with me, love? love. Can we say it like we love? love? Love. Awesome. So 1 Corinthians 13.4. It says, love is patient. Love is kind. Love is not jealous or boastful or proud or rude. It does not demand its own way. It is not irritable and keeps no record of being wrong. It does not rejoice in injustice, but rejoices whenever the truth wins out. Love never gives up. Love never loses faith, is always hopeful, and endures through every circumstance. And in some other versions, it says love never fails. Now, who knows that God is love? Yeah, God is love. So this is actually working through the DNA of God. I just want to remind you today, we're made in the image of God, so we're made in the image of love. So this is also our DNA. So it shouldn't be a hard thing for us to love. So what I'm going to do is just replace this word love with God. It gave me some revelation. God is patient. God is kind. God is not jealous or boastful or proud or rude. God does not demand his own way. He's not irritable and keeps no record of being wronged. God does not rejoice about injustice, but rejoices whenever the truth wins out. God never gives up, never loses faith. God is always hopeful and endures 
through every circumstance. And um, when, when I've shared this at youth, I've also just shared a little bit of relationship advice in there. Um, I just said to the youth, if you can't replace the word love with your current boyfriend or girlfriend's name, beep is patient, beep is kind. If you can't do that, move on, next person. They're not worth your time. Anyway, you're all happily married here, soon to be married. Um, so <laughs> just a little bit of relationship advice for the youth that I like to share. Um, so this morning, I want to remind you that you can step into his love um, for you now. And bringing this to a close, I just want to remind you that, um, as I said earlier, it's a human struggle. We're rather stuck in the past, we're stuck in the future, and we completely miss the present of God's love now. And maybe for some of you, uh, you're waiting for the future until you get right with God. When I get over that addiction, when I stop that bad habit, uh, when I stop looking at those things, when I stop treating my partner like this, or when the, when the kids leave school, then I'll have time to get things sorted. When the home loan's gone and all the weight off my shoulders is gone, then I'll like properly reassess how I am with God. Or, classic, when I start coming to church more, or when I read the Bible more, then I'll... God wants to minister to you now exactly the state you're in. Some of you are in the past. Oh, when I was young and on fire for God, we were out on the streets and we were seeing this happen and Holy Spirit was moving like that. That's true. That did happen. Um, God also loves you now and wants to work through you now, wants to do things through you now. I know I'm saying now a lot. Um, it's because it's just the emphasis of this message. Because God has created you um, to be now, to live now, uh, and to love right now. No matter your mistakes you've made in the past, no matter the things that have been done to you in the past that makes you feel wrong, no matter the things that have been done to you that were just totally done out of injustice, and also no matter the issues you have in your life that you, you, you're trying to say, I'm not worthy. I'm, I, no, 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 I need to wait till I get this sorted, then I'll be worthy of your love. Um, God just wants to wipe both of those away and say, right now you're worthy of his love. Um, you are worthy of his love. He wants to minister to you now. And I've seen young person after young person come along to youth on a Friday night. And we're there and we worship and we pray. We, we, we share testimonies. We preach. Um, we, we talk about God. And we also throw frozen chickens at each other just for fun. Um, but I've seen young person after young person come along. And their lives totally change because they get ministered to and they experience God's love now, right then and there. And they come back again, and they're bringing friends along, and their smile is growing and growing and growing, and there's, there's good stuff happening in their week, and um, they, their lives are changed because they experience God's love right then and there. So back to the story I started with. When I was driving along on my way to Kiwana, on my way to youth on that Friday afternoon, I had a lot going on, I was squeezing the wheel, and I was just sort of frustrated um, I wasn't even like in the mood to talk to God. I know. I just, I was just like, ah, just, ah. I'm human. Yeah. Um, so I'm driving along and then God was just like, just stop me in my tracks. Um, and just spoke to me and I'm driving and I just, I just like feel this thing in my spirit and God's just like, Hey Alex. And I'm like, Hey, <laughs> big G. What's up? I'm like, yeah, yeah. Hey. And, um, He's just like, hey, son, I love you. Son, I love you. Son, 
I love you. And it had to come through a few times for me to just drop my thoughts, uh, drop my frustration and focus and listen in. Son, I love you. And um, yeah, just wreck me, hey. It's just like, whoa, creator of the universe, um, God, huge, massive, um, loves me enough just to remind me when I'm a little bit frustrated, hey, son, I love you. It's all good. And this morning, um, he wants to say the same thing. Daughter, I love you. Son, I love you. We're all sons and daughters. And um, bringing this to an end, maybe, maybe today as I've, been, as I've been sharing, some of you have related with what I've shared about. Because I want to remind you that he wants your heart now. Not last week. Uh, not when you get home and when you're finished eating lunch and then you're, okay, let's recap that message. He wants your heart now. Not next week, not last year. Uh, he wants your heart now and wants to love to you and minister to you right now. Um, this is all about you and God. And um, yeah, God wants to minister to you right here, right this morning. Um, he wants to remind you that you can live, you can take that burden off, you can take that weight off, and you can experience his freedom right now. So two questions I have for you is, can you dare to believe that God can change your life in an instant? Can you dare to believe that the scriptures are true? We read some pretty bold statements that God, loved for us, that God loved us to the point that he died, that we can do all things through Christ, that we're going to do works and, and greater than, 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 than Jesus did before. We read some pretty bold statements. And this morning, can you dare to believe that the scriptures are true, that he can love you right now as he did to Lazarus' mom and sister? Can you dare to believe that he can love you more in a moment than any other lover that you can search for can love you in a lifetime? Can you dare to believe that? Two bold questions, two big questions, I know. But um, I believe that's what he, what, what he wants to do this morning. Um, I'm just going to pray for you guys quickly, hey. So if, um, we're just able to just shut our eyes and possibly bow our heads just to focus on him. It's not a weird thing, just to focus on him. Now, if you need to ask God uh, for increase or for, to increase your hunger for him, that's Okay. That's right. That's good. We don't need to put up a facade of, I'm always on fire for you, but we can, we can be real this morning. I want to give you that opportunity to be real this morning. So maybe some of you, as I've been speaking today, have really um, resonated with what I've been sharing about and what I've been saying. And you realize that you're looking back on things of the past, past hurts, things that have happened or you're looking forward to the future of what God's going to do, or with anxiety, and you're totally missing now. You're missing the present. Um, God just wants to remind you and re-grab re your attention and say, Son, I love you. Daughter, I love you. I am madly in love with you and, and will continue to keep pursuing you until you open up that door. So this morning, I want to give you the opportunity to say, God, help me get a revelation of your love. Help me to connect with you again. Help me to experience your love. So I'm just going to pray. And before I pray quickly, I um, just want to give you guys the opportunity uh, to respond, to respond to this. As I've been sharing this, if, 
but this has really um, touched your heart and you, you're agreeing with, with what I've shared about and you want to, um, to just get real with God and say, hey, yeah, God, help me, to, help me to experience you now. Help me to feel your love now. I haven't felt it in a long time. I haven't felt the rush of your Holy Spirit in a long time. I want to experience that now. Um, if that's you, after I pray, I just want to give you guys the opportunity to come to the front. And we just want to pray. And we believe what the scriptures say is true, that he can love you. And he wants to love you now. Um, so after I pray, I just want to give you guys that opportunity. All right, God, we thank you for who you are. Lord, I thank you for your love. I thank you, Lord, that it is so extravagant. It's so unlike any other thing we can, anything we can experience on this earth. I thank you, Lord, that your love pursues us and always will pursue us and always had pursued us. God, I thank you for your love. May your love never become a statement that we just hear time and time again and pass it away. May the reality that you died for us never become old news. But God, I ask that you would give us a revelation of an old truth this morning, that you love us. Short, simple, and sweet. That you love us. So God, I thank you, Lord, that you've been speaking to hearts and minds this morning. You've been prompting people and you've been reminding them that they are worthy of your love. You've been reminding them that there's nothing in their life that's too big or too small for you to work through. That there's nothing in their life and nothing in their past that doesn't make them uh, worthy of your love. And there's nothing coming up in the future that they need to be scared about because, God, you love them and they're your sons and daughters and you will take care of your sons and daughters. So God, I thank you for this morning. I ask that you would give, them, give the church a boldness uh, to be real with you this morning, that people wouldn't pass this opportunity off, but people would seize the moment right here and right now to connect with you in a new way and experience you in a new way. God, we never want to be living just, uh, just living out a Holy Spirit of what, what Holy Spirit done in the past, but we want to be constantly full of your Holy Spirit right here and right now, overflowing and ministering to those around us. So God, I thank you, Lord, that you're going to just pour out your Spirit in a new way. Uh, you're going to give people revelations of their identity and who they are and the way that you see them. Uh, which is with eyes of love. So we love you, God, and I thank you, Lord, that you want to connect. You want to reconnect with your sons and your daughters, and you're longing for this as much as we are. And together we said, amen, amen. If we could all stand up, and we're going we're gonna to worship. And um, if that was you this morning, um, as I was sharing about things in the past, if you're, you're recognizing, whoa, I'm holding on to those things that I did, those bad mistakes, I'm holding on to those horrible things that were done to me. And for some reason, I'm allowing them to disqualify me. I want to let you know that, that they're, the, they're the things that do qualify you for God's love. And maybe some of you have resonated with what I'm saying about future, that you're waiting till the home loan's done. You're waiting till the kids have left the home. Uh, you're waiting till you've got over that addiction. You're waiting till you've stopped those bad habits before you get right with God. He wants to remind you that you can get right with Him right here and right now. Um, so I want to give you guys that opportunity. So if that was you, uh, as we worship, if you want a fresh filling of the Holy Spirit, um, please don't, don't pass this opportunity. Um, please come forward, um, be bold, be confident, and we'd love to pray with you um, and let God do only what He can do, which is minister to you. Um, so as we worship, um, the floor is open. Please come forward and we'd love to pray with you all.